Social Media Serenity, podcast episode number 77. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to give you the latest and greatest in the world of social media networking news. Facebook, Twitter, Ning, all of the other great stuff. We're going to talk about it more right now. And of course, I'm glad that uh, I got my website hosting situation all squared away. And then what do we have? We get we get a website that pulls up, but no chat room. I know. Ah, man, I'll tell you. Anyway, um, we well, I, I, I guess that's a good thing to start off with. You know, we, we do a live show every Thursday here at gspn.tv slash live. Actually, we do a couple of them uh, with the exception of next week. And that is because I will be gone next week. Shh, don't tell anybody. But anyway, uh, we do sh- we do shows live every Thursday, and one of the cool things about having a live show is the chat room. And uh, I just did a show right before this one, and we had no chat room, and uh, I was hearing about it on Twitter, <laughs> as you can imagine. It's like, dude, you're going on and on about how awesome your new web host is, and now your sites are loading, but we have no chat room. And Wait, you're saying you can get instant feedback on social media and Things like Twitter. <gasps> you better believe it. <laughs> it is awesome stuff. So anyway, yeah, we I the chat room that I've been using the last couple months is a service called Chat Roll. C H A T R O L L. And I will tell you, I really like it. Um, it the one of the things that I really like about it, the fact is that it is iPad and iOS compatible. So it doesn't matter if you're out and about, um, whether you're on your iPhone, your iPad, or any device. Uh, get this: the chat room. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think I even played with it and and pulled it up on my Kindle Three. Whoa! Web, on, on the web browser there, and I think it worked. And I'm I'm almost positive of that it because it, it uses WebKit. So uh, I really like chat role and uh, but the thing is 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 that it it's one of those services that uh, it it has a tendency to have to be a little buggy at times. Uh, it is a service that I pay for uh, and and because I pay for it, hopefully it you know they've got the support and, and resources necessary to have things. But you know one of the things I've just come to understand there are some times when, you know, uh, technology just messes up on you. In fact, I just hit refresh, by the way, and and chat roll appears to be back. Yeah, except there's like a bug of some sort that pops up when I click log in. So, oh, okay. Well, then we'll we'll continue to. But use... they're working on it. Yeah, and the, and the thing is that what's cool about all of this stuff is there's always in social media and connecting with others. I I think there's something important in this conversation, and that is. That you don't depend and put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Have a backup plan. And so, of course, uh, what I did is is as soon as I was finished recording uh, Podcast Answer Man this morning, uh, before we hit record here, I just went over to Chat Tango, which is the service that I used to use before this, and pulled up and just really fast took their embed code 
and edited my website page for the live show chat room and just pasted in this code right above the code for the Chatanga room. And it's like, boom, all of a sudden now everybody can, they can uh, chat during the live shows today. Doesn't look as nice. Uh, I didn't take the time to format it, but hey, it's up and running and it doesn't matter at this point. What matters is that I can see what Lee and Mickey and Rob and Daniel and Alan and everybody else in the chat room is saying right now. Yeah. So there you go. Good. You can tell Eric's really excited about that. I'm well. Here's the thing, Ch uh, Chatango still doesn't work for me, so oh, that's I can't. Right. You're I can't see it. <laughs> that stinks. <laughs> so that's right. So Chatango. One one of the other benefits of uh, Chat Roll was that Eric, our totally awesome co-host here at Social Media Serenity, uh, he he works at a certain university. I, can I say that or do I have Go to ahead. edit that out? Yeah, no, no problem. Okay, so he works at a particular university that happens to have, you know, some firewalls in place that block certain services and IP addresses and, and Chatango is one of those services that has been blocked. Yeah, and I don't think that that's an intentional thing. I think it's just lumped into a large, you know, group of things like because, for example, Chatroll works as fine so anyway yeah cool all right so anyway uh let's go into some of the stories that you have uh pulled up this week and the first one i want to tell you i really want to try it and i haven't had the time to do it yet and i don't know that i will until i get back from my trip but uh tell us about postpost.com all right well alt basically i heard that uh i saw a tweet come through and it said hey Here's how you can read your Facebook news feed like a newspaper. And I thought, okay, I, I guess. What's, why, why, what's wrong with my news feed the way it is? And so I went to post, post, that's P-O-S-T, P-O-S-T, dot com. And uh, it will set, you log in with your Facebook account, and it does a rearrangement of your, your Facebook news feed. But it's not your just, it's not your just, uh, general Facebook newsfeed, it's kind of prioritized in a sense where if there are links to videos or clips or, you know, basically if there are links, those get prioritized over just status updates in this, this thing. So, uh, I, so I put this out there in the uh, gspncommunity.com forum under Social Media Serenity. And uh, Andy Traub said it looks like face – or you said it looked like a web version of Flipboard – and Andy then said that that was a good comparison, um, that his Facebook wall isn't all that interesting. So he doesn't know if this would he would get the content he wants to look at, which I can totally understand. Um, and then uh, Wayne Henderson said it's not much interest to him. He's tried Flipboard, and you know it's it's pretty Flipboard. Which if you don't know what Flipboard is, it's a, an iPad app where you can kind of aggregate into a what looks and feels like you're holding a newspaper on an iPad. Uh, you can aggregate from Twitter lists or just your general Twitter feed or uh, Facebook as well as Google Reader, um, not to mention a bunch of other news uh, sources, whether it's from Flipboard itself or uh, just a lot of other things. So I... Which we can go back to Flipboard in a sec, but I, you know, I use it, but I don't use it exclusively. Um, but anyway, yeah. 
Let's well, see. I, I want to tell you, since since you've been talking, I went ahead and went to postpost.com and clicked login with Facebook. Yes. And so I am using it right now. And and I want to say it actually looks really cool. Yeah. I like it. I you know what? I think I am because I I have a link where I'll I'll take a look at a group of people that I sign into. The only thing that I would like to see different, and I don't see it here right now. And tell me if you've used it enough to know if this is a possibility. But you know how you have groups set up, or li- uh, not groups, but lists set up of certain groups of of, of people. Right. Is it possible to sort your post post wa- you know newspaper uh, reading? to just be show just a list of people that you've got selected. I'm not sure if that's a setting that's in there yet. Okay. It it doesn't seem to be. Now what what I have here, of course, I on Facebook I'm connected to, you know, somewhere between 2 and 3,000 people. And so obviously there's a lot of stuff in here, a lot of noise from things that I probably am not very interested in. But um whereas and by the way, that's one of the reasons I never really paid attention to the Facebook wall. I kind of Hated the Facebook wall, and or then, you mean your news feed? That's what I meant. You you would look at your per, your profile wall, though, right? I would look at my profile wall to see if people were commenting. But you're right; I wouldn't look at the news feed. And then I I spent an entire day creating a list in Facebook of people that I really do want to keep in touch with. It's got my mom and dad in there. It's got my my sister and my brother it's got a you know it's got about 15 people that i go to church with that i consider to be a, a part of my great you know my real close christian community and it also has people i consider to be close personal friends and co-hosts of gspn and 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 certain individuals and so i really took a lot of time to pick out approximately 80 or 90 people to put on a list and i and it's the one list and what i did is i actually uh, created a bookmark that when I click that bookmark, it pulls up the news feed for just what's going on with those people. And oh my gosh, it's like, wow. Now this is, I know that when I hear Mark Zuckerberg say, you know, well, Facebook really isn't for you to add, you know, four or 5,000 people. It's for you to connect with those people you really want to connect with. Mm -hmm. And by just looking at that list, I really get the feel of the, the value of Facebook, of really keeping up to date with people. And what I've been missing out on by being connected to over, you know, two thousand people. And no, uh, I hear, I hear you, I hear you, because I mean, it, as you add more people, you add more noise. And even though you're not, I mean, it's it's how do you prioritize what you would look at, what you don't look at? Do you look at it at all then, or do you back away from it and miss out? Right. But so. Uh, I, 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 and by the way, I see something here. Uh, my inspiration today taken with Instagram. It looks <laughs> like a bobblehead from Eric Fisher. Yep. Uh, what is that guy? Is that guy from the office? Yeah, it's Dwight from the office. Gotcha. See, I, I would have never seen that otherwise. Other postpost.com. I want to say that, you know what? I'm probably going to go ahead and bookmark this for now. Uh, and, and like I said, there's, there's a bunch of stuff in there that I can see that, ah, I'm not interested in, but you know what, just like a newspaper, there's, you know, when you're browsing a newspaper, you browse for stories that you're interested in. You don't find, I mean, a magazine and a newspaper doesn't always contain something that you're interested in on every single page, right? Oh yeah. You're skimming it. So I don't know. I, I, I'm going to give this a try for a little while. It's postpost.com and, uh, you know, some other folks in there are saying that they like it too. So Yeah. 
I really um, liked um, who was it that said something? With, Jeremy. Jeremy did, yeah. Let me read what he says. He says, "I don't know. Doing a quick comparison, I see a ton of stuff I'm interested in that just isn't allowing, that just isn't showing up in my Facebook newsfeed. If I switch to most recent from top news, I get more, of course, but still, there uh, in a way, I'm more prone to skim over. Apparently, I hadn't realized I'm skimming the feed so lightly until making this comparison. Now, I do think it'll become a vi- uh, I do think it will become a vital part of how I take in social media, or do I think it will be a vital part of how I c- consume social media daily? Probably not. Now, if you'll excuse me, Post Post just showed me a video of an observer sighting that I missed in the latest Fringe episode, which I didn't see anywhere in my normal Facebook feed. So it did help him uncover a, 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 you know something about one of his favorite TV shows. Yeah, it's it's a different way to look at stuff, and and it's good to do that once in a while to change the the lens that you're viewing a certain network through. Well, you you might find new stuff. I am creating a link to post post right now. There we go. I, I it's now in my bookmarks folder, and uh, I'm calling it PP for post post. <laughs> Very cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. All right, what's next? Let's see. Well, we've talked about this once before, but now the Facebook and Amazon.com integration has come about. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically you can uh, integrate your Facebook account with your Amazon.com account. And there are some benefits to that. Here are a few of them. Uh, You can find Amazon recommendations for movies, music, and more based on your Facebook profile, like what you've put in for what you like or um, are interested in. You can see upcoming birthdays from your Facebook wall and or from your Facebook account and then see Amazon wish lists for those friends. You can get gift suggestions for those friends based on their Facebook profiles, like what they've liked or ha- what their interests are. And you can see what your friends' profiles um, have and see who has similar interests. Very cool. So, I, you know, th- this is, you know, we've gotten some mixed results on this in the uh, GSPN community forum and the Social Media Serenity group. But, um, you know, I think this is something you've, obviously you don't have to use, but I, I could see it as being a way of. You know, just I love the idea of of having a wish list for somebody that you're close enough to that you'd like to buy a gift for, and being able to see what's on their Amazon wish list and buy a gift for, let's say, your sister, you know, for her birthday. Yeah. You know, and and just being reminded of that, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna go do that, and I, and oh, I can click right here, and oh, and and I can sh- you know, I can ship this right to her. This is this is awesome stuff. I kind of like that idea. Well, I th- I'm thinking of it in terms of, th- think of it this way. Next week is Valentine's Day, and men are notoriously, you know, speaking from, uh, speaking from popular stereotype, I should say, uh, not very good with the gifting. Uh-huh. And so here's what you do. You look up and say, I mean, you should know your significant other, whether that's your wife or your girlfriend or whatever, well enough. But if you connect with them through Amazon.com and Facebook, you can get some ideas of what they might want. Exactly. So there you go, men, stereotypical guys. <clears throat> anyway, so is that live now? Yeah, it's live. Good deal. All right, so what's next on the... Uh, oh, you know what? Uh, you've heard of Facebook stalking, right? 
Yes. So I heard that uh, Mark Zuckerberg just had to put a restraining order uh, out for a Facebook stalker. That's crazy. <laughs> Why didn't he just change his Facebook privacy settings? <laughs> because this guy was stalking him in real life from what oh. it appears. It's, it's, uh, it turns out that some guy was out there sending him notes. And I think, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I believe somebody, uh, the article said that he was sending flowers. Did you see that? Yeah. He's like, sending- it wasn't, like, threatening so much as it was, I'm just, I'm infatuated with you on, I'm on like, a technical yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, but even it almost seemed it 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 like I don't know. It seemed like kind of the guy, the I don't know. It was a guy that it was that was sending this stuff, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't here's I a, just Here's a here's a quote. I owe my entire life to your service. Please help me. Then I am ready to die for you. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. And so they they saw I I think somebody some security had seen this guy uh, you know, showing up near Mark's house, and he had showed up at several different uh, Facebook offices and all that other stuff. So, yeah, so he had to get a restraining order. Yeah, uh, which I guess is the real life version of changing your privacy settings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that exactly. I love it. Uh, anyway, hey, that employee that was fired over Facebook—they settled the lawsuit out of yeah. court. Or- which. Yeah, is that what had happened? They settled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they settled out of court, and I was kind of hoping it would go through because I really wanted to see some kind of like legal precedent set for this stuff. But I guess ultimately, what happened is they settled out of court. Um, if you're not familiar with the story we've talked about, there was the one last year, last week, I should say, where the the kid in school uh, made derogatory comments about his teacher, and then the week before that, we talked about this one where. Um, the employee made derogatory comments about her uh, workplace as well as possibly her boss, I think is what it was. It was on her own personal computer at home, on her own personal time, on her own personal Facebook account. And so what they were saying was is that it was um, you know, against her you know, free speech. Right. That, uh, like a limitation of her free speech to be doing that that she got fired for that. Um, I'm trying to, now the details of the settlement from what I read was they they didn't really like publish what the, what the details, what they said, the lady will not be going back to her former place of employment, uh, which leads me to believe since this was settled out of court and she's not going back to her place of employment, she got paid some money. I would assume I'm assuming so. And again, folks, I am assuming, but that's what it sounds like to me. And Mm -hmm. also, I think the company has gone back and they have revised their, um, you know, one of I think one of the agreements was that they have revised their um, policy on uh, what you can do in social media outside of your worker hours. Which actually they've taken away the. Did I read it correctly? They've taken away their uh, ban of badmouthing the company on Facebook. Yeah, it seems to be that they're allowed to do that. It's it. Basically, so, so everybody says, at that company can now go on their Facebook profile and publicly uh, yeah. <laughs> say bad things about their company. Well, here's here's the thing. Let me tie this into something really cool for a sec. It says, let's see, it's a, it's a Connecticut ambulance company. It's changing its blogging and internet use policy so that it's no longer prohibiting employees from talking about work online, even if such talk constitutes what the company called, quote, online bad-mouthing, unquote. 
So they are free to express their personal opinion about the company. Now, here's something cool. Have you ever read? I, I'm almost done with it. I almost finished it yesterday. The the book uh, Delivering Happiness. It's about Zappos. I've heard about a lot of great things about that book. Do you like it? I it started off kind of slow because it was about how the main character. It, it is almost like a version of the Social Network, um, without the drama, mm-hmm. with, without the like. Who did he steal the idea kind of drama, I should say. But it's still very interesting. It's very cool about an upstart company that then grows into Zappos and then how Zappos kind of decides to grow right. The point that I bring up here, though, is that Zappos decided we're going to make customer service our number one priority. And what they do is they – they and you can go and download this. It's the Zappos um, – Oh, what is it called? Because I ordered mine yesterday. They'll, they will ship you a book that they they do annually where they allow all employees to give their full unfiltered feedback on the company. Really? As Yeah. As part of the um, al- allowing newcomers each year to read current employees' um, opinions and cult- their, their impression or their um, – just perspective on the culture of the company. And they are unashamed to do this because one, they either get the real deal happiness of people that have bought in and love the company, or they get to see firsthand what needs to get fixed and they are unashamed to do it. That is awesome. So that ties into this, where this, the, this place has decided to allow, you know, online bad mouthing. Okay. If you're going to allow it though, what's the next step? Right. So anyway, that's a good, it's a great book. It's like 10 bucks on Amazon and I grabbed it with a gift card, Very, but cool. I highly suggest it because I, I was blown away by some of the stories that they're talking about, about how they've done focused in on, on just customer service. Now, so, is there any social media stuff in, in the book? Do you know? There, there really isn't. And that's what, re- I mean, if you, uh, as far as I'm in, like I'm, I'm three fourths of the way near the end of it, and I could finish it in half hour if I sat down. Um, it doesn't really say anything about social media, but what I'm finding fascinating is applying what they're talking about about customer service into the social media realm, right? And using the technology tools that are now available to us that weren't available to them at the time. Exactly. And actually, then going out and looking and seeing what Zappos is doing in those networking sites. No, that's my next step. So you so you haven't yet gone to take, you know, to evaluate what Zappos Twitter account and Facebook fan page and stuff looks like yet. They they have a couple different Twitter sites and so I I actually followed one or set up a list actually to follow a few of them and, and just kind of see what interactions they're doing. So So you you now Zappos again, the, the I'll tell you this is the power of social media cuz I have never in my life ever ever heard of Zappos outside of social media. Right. I I can guarantee you, uh, had it not been for blogs, had it not been for Twitter, Facebook, and podcasts, I would not know today what Zappos is. All right? But because of social media, I know a ton of stuff about Zappos, but I've never bought anything from them. Now, it started out they were just shoes, but I think they do more than shoes now, right? Yeah, yeah, they branched out into all different types of, um, oh, they even have lingerie. 
Nine, I, just, I, I love that. I like that on the site and I'm like, oh, there's the title for the episode. Ooh, they even have lingerie. There you go. All right. So so uh, we'll add that to the show notes. That's good stuff. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so the th- and, and Amazon bought them, correct? Yes. See, yes, they did. see, I know all kinds of stuff about Zappos, but I've never shopped there. But I, I've heard lots of great things about them because of social media, and it makes me think I might want to buy that. Now, you said you just said that you're a customer. Did, no. did you say that? No, I didn't. So have you ever bought anything from them? I haven't, actually, but I would consider it now, and it looks like it's free shipping, always. Free shipping always is cool. So, so, so I mean, the thing is, it, it's shoes. Have you, had you, let me ask you this. Would you consider buying shoes from Zappos? I would consider it. All right. And without knowing everything you've ever heard about Zappos, all, and, and I assume you've heard nothing but positive things. Have you ever heard anything negative about Not Zappos yet. ever? Not yet. Okay. And we know that bad news travels faster than good, right? Right. Okay. And, and I want to tell you, I have never heard anything bad about Zappos. Ever. In fact, there was one news story that could have blown up and been a bad news story, and it's one of those things where Zappos had a um, uh, basically a glitch in their in a sale that they had, and they actually oh, yeah. ended up uh, you know giving a discount, and it was a product that you know that shouldn't have had a discount, and in fact, it it ended up being that they actually lost money on every single sale, and they sold like thousands and thousands and thousands of them. And they actually, they actually honored the sale. They said, you know what? We completely messed up, and we're pretty much giving these away that, you know, we're losing money on this. But we, you know, because of our, you know, our commitment to customer service first, you know, consider this as a gift from us, and we're apologize, we apologize for the mistake. Yeah. Which, and, and, th- th- now think about it, though, is if everybody that uh, had never used them before but said, oh, I've got, a, I've got this order or deal or coupon or whatever, and... I'm going to use it and then they like what they got and they like their, you know, their experience. You know, they 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 basically undercut they, they lost money but they pay, it's in in a sense it's like they paid out word of mouth marketing for free with paying them with money, you know? Right. So right. you know, I can't really say it was a lose a lose win lose, it was more like win win in the long run. Exactly. So, so here's the, here's here's the question: Is why would you now consider buying shoes? I mean, you wouldn't consider buying shoes from any other site on this planet, would you? I think I would. You would I, from, well, from another shoe from another site. Some it, pay like payless.com. Would you ever buy shoes from their website? No, I would just go into the store. Uh, well, uh, okay. Let let let's you know. Uh, bestshoesever.com. You never heard of them. Would you no. Buy? So that's what I'm saying. It's like, and, and, because shoes I want to try on. I want to see how they fit. Yeah, exactly. You know, but how do you buy shoes? But, and at the same time, I'm with you. I, I've never done it, but I, I, I actually, the last time I needed shoes, I went to Zappos and I thought about buying shoes. I didn't, but I thought about it. I was, I was really close. Well, but what here's am I thinking thing. it's, about buying shoes? I, I'm not even able to try them on to see if they fit. Right. Well, you. I mean, here's one way around that. You look it up and see if you can find the. You go to the store, find the shoe you want, try it on, know what size it is, and then order it through them. Is it cheaper? Or you think it it could be. I'm not sure, but their shipping is free both ways. 
So right. if you get it and you try it on, it doesn't work, ship it back. Okay. Gotcha. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. The, the, the thing is, is, I guess the point here is that social media has done nothing but awesomeness for this company because, you know, I would actually consider the possibility of buying a pair of shoes from a website just because of all the awesome things I've heard through social media about this company. There you go. Yep. So there you go. All right. Michelle Obama, the president's wife, the the the, the first kids, if you will, of the United States of America <laughs> are not allowed to be on Facebook. Now, legally, at this point, they can't. Well, yeah. Because they're 9 and 12, and 13 is the, the age so you can start. So why is this a news story? I don't understand how this can possibly even be a news story when – Technically speaking, if you want to follow the law and the terms of use and be, you know, kind of uh, an upstanding citizen, who cares what you want or don't want? Your kids aren't even old enough to be on Facebook yet. Yeah. But, okay, I, I must admit, I saw the story. I haven't even clicked through because I've been so busy. What does the, why doesn't Michelle Obama want her kids on Facebook? Well, I think she's got actually even better reason than than most is because her kids are in the public eye. And so I would definitely not want my kids if they were like super, well, I don't know. I'd have a, I'd have a fan page. If my, if my daughter who's six was, uh, you know, an Uber celebrity of some sort, then I, you know, a Facebook fan page is one thing, but I wouldn't have a personal, you know, Facebook account for them necessarily just because they're not going to have time for it really. Mm. But well, anyways, I want to say this. My daughter is 11 years old, and she's begging me um, weekly, not daily, but she's begging me weekly for a Facebook account. And uh, to be honest with you, I, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. Uh, I don't see any problem with it at all. The thing is, is I have not, she's not allowed to set it up on her own. I told her she has to set it up with, with me. Um, you know, yes, I am here publicly in front of the world telling you that I'm going <laughs> to allow my 11-year-old to go against the terms of service and, and you know, and, and, and all of that stuff. I, you know, say what you will about me. But uh, before, the reason why it hasn't been done yet is because I have not had a lot of, enough time to sit down and talk to her about what Facebook is and how Facebook works and exactly what she should and should not be sharing and, you know, and an explanation that, you know, she is not allowed to change her password unless she supplies me with her new password and that until she's, you know, of an age where I think that she deserves some privacy, um, that, you know what, regardless of what your privacy settings are, I can get in at any time and see any message you've ever exchanged with anybody in this account. And we're going to talk about, you know, who you talk with, who you don't talk with. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we we need to go over. So <clears throat> I don't know. But my, my daughter's 11 years old. She'll have she will have a Facebook account uh, probably within the next two or three months, and uh, she'll have a she'll have a good understanding of how to use it and how not to use it, and we'll have a good po- social media policy in place for that. Now, um, two of my three kids are already on Twitter, so uh, Matthew and Megan are both on Twitter. They have private accounts, and and you know we control who actually is allowed to follow and not follow them. And uh, they also have similar, you know, conversations with us about, you know, what you are and are not to be posting on on a Twitter profile and account and stuff like that. But I'm I'm actually I'm a whole lot more easygoing on Twitter, having my kids on Twitter than I am on Facebook. The only thing that concerns me about, um, you know, Facebook and Twitter and all of these other things 
is uh, location-based status updates. That right. that's something that I take very seriously. Uh, so I am I am really concerned about you know because Megan has a iPhone now, right. and Matthew has an iPod Touch. Of course, the iPod Touch is just going. Yeah, it's still even the iPod Touch can actually do that whole triangulation thing. So really want you know I need to go in and check and make sure that you know she does not go in and and uh, send her location data when she's checking you know when she's st- sending status updates and stuff. As far as on Twitter, on anything, right? yeah, yeah, on anything, yeah. I just well, I, you can just turn location based services completely off, and then I think well, you can well, password protect it. Yeah, you can, but I can't do that because um, I want find my iPhone. That's true. Find my iPhone has been extremely valuable here in our household. Uh, number one, when my when I, when my daughter goes to a friend's house, dude, I love it. I can actually go to <laughs> I can go to mobileme.com and I can check to make sure she's at her friend's house. And there you go. And and you know what? I I can actually see that you know she's let's just say she goes to a friend's house that lives in the neighborhood, and they both have a friend that lives you know three streets down, and they decide to go to that friend's house. I can see that on my mobile me account. <laughs> and I love it. It's like, and yeah. I could, I could take a little. I I could take a little screen capture and I say, hey, so did you guys? Uh, what you guys do? Did you go anywhere? No. So you guys just stayed at her house all day long? You didn't go to anybody? No, Dad, we stayed. And he's like, well, tell me why your phone went over here, though. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, that, that, that's just a hypothetical situation. My, my daughter's pretty straightforward with me and stuff like that. But I, And that's the other thing. I want people to know this. I told my daughter when she had her phone that I have this ability. And I, I said, listen, if you do not want me invading your email inbox, then you don't get email. Uh, if you don't want me knowing where you're at, where the, you know, everywhere you go with this phone, you don't get this phone, you know, with this, you know, with this privilege comes these, you know, these ties to it at this with point. With great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. I say, listen, you're, you are 11 years old. You are not 16. Yeah. And, and she was always like, but my friend, you know, gosh, I know nine year olds and stuff like that. Have It's like, listen, I don't care who those people are. They are not a Ravenscraft. You're a Ravenscraft, and these are the Ravenscraft guidelines. By golly, live with it. Yeah, and that's kind of why I brought this up again, was just because it's kind of... Here's the thing. I don't know that I agree or disagree with Michelle Obama herself. She's saying her kids just... It's not something they need. And you know what? If they're not pestering her about it, and they've got you know their lives that they're living and whatever, good for them. Because you know what? Sometimes if you just don't jump in on the bandwagon, that's good. But the reason I wanted to bring it up because is it's a good example of just having an actual you know, social media policy for your family. And I'm not, I mean, my daughter is six and I don't know that I've publicly said this yet, but we've got another one coming on the way this September. And so it's like, by the time my daughter gets to be 11, I mean, that's like five years from now. What's Facebook going to look like? What what other networks are going to be out there? And, you know, I'm going to have to test the waters on those before she gets to even use them. Right. Exactly. So, you know what? Here's the deal. There's, you know, you got Club Penguin and you got all these other services out there that are built for kids. The one thing is, I'd, I'd almost rather have my 11 year old daughter on Facebook with a bunch of, you know, rules and guidelines and my sitting down and talking mm-hmm. with her than I would any of my kids being on Club Pe- Penguin, which, by the way, all my kids are on Co- Club Penguin. 
But the reason why I say that is because I know nothing about Club Penguin. You know, I, all I know is they do have the ability to have chats back and forth with anybody, with other people. And you know what? I don't know what other, you know, what other creeps are out there signing up for kids services like right. Club Penguin trying to chat with people. Now, I know that Club Penguin, when I when I had to sign on and give my approval to sign up their account as their dad or whatever, um, it said, you know, I could limit their chat to, you know, only approved kind of chat messages that are very safe and blah, 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 blah. And and stuff like that. But I'll, I'll tell you what, as a parent, because I am so involved in understand how Facebook works and what all the problems and, and other potential issues are that exist there, I'm more comfortable because of my knowledge of Facebook putting my 11-year-old on Facebook than I am with Club Penguin, which I know very little about. Yeah, you'd rather have them be on something where they're your peer versus... Uh, you know, a site that's basically for kids where you're, it's assumed that everybody's a kid on there and that's the trap. Yeah. As a matter of fact, that, you know, my big concern, and of course with, you know, that was the big concern with, you know, when, with all of these social networks and it was the big thing with MySpace when MySpace first got popular with, with kids was, you know, these, these stalkers, these people who would pretend to be kids and, and get you know get into chat conversations and send messages back and forth, and then all of a sudden they get enough information to find out where these kids live and 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 terrible things were happening and stuff. So, you know, I I, I definitely want to I want to caution parents. You know, I'm not saying hey go go let your kids on Facebook. By golly, uh 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 uh, that's not what I'm saying. I don't matter of fact, I don't recommend anybody take my philosophy of what I do with my kids and and apply it to yourself. I just I just sharing that you know. I am involving my kids in social media and I'm hopefully trying to teach them to use it responsibly. Yeah. You know, you know, your situation, you know, your knowledge yourself, as well as, you know, their aptitude and well, their leniency to, to obey you basically. Yeah. You have an accountability, accountability set up. Exactly. All right, one last story and then we'll wrap things up here. Mashable creates Mashable follow. What the heck is that? Yeah, that's what I said. It's like, oh, great. Is Mashable creating their own new Mashable uh, social network? But then I watched the video, and it kind of explained it. Oh, okay. So there's a video? Yeah. It's it, like a minute. Is it is it audio-friendly? Yes. Okay, so let's go ahead and click it here and watch the Mashable video follow video. And uh, it is loading right now, maybe. And, uh, oh, it's YouTube. There we go. We got it. Here you go. Okay, so Mashable is where people come to find out what's happening on the web, right? From cool new websites to the best how-to guides and, oh yeah, cat videos. Meow. But as the number of awesome new websites, Facebook integrations, and double rainbows grow by leaps and bounds, so the content on Mashable grows. And more awesome stories equal more time sifting through awesome stories. So Mashable decided that we wanted to come up with a better way for our readers to keep up to date on the topics they care most about. Welcome to the new Mashable. With Mashable Follow, you can have a custom tailored experience by only following the topics that interest you and ignoring the ones that don't. Yeah, it's super easy. Just look out for the follow buttons on articles or click the topics menu item to find topics you like. Then hit the follow button next to any topic to receive updates whenever Mashable publishes a new article on that topic. To see all the stories that Mashable Follow picks for you, just click on the My Stories menu option. Hey, but wait a second. There's more. 
we decided to reinvent how you share stories you like by getting rid of these and replacing it with this. That's right. Now you can share on all your favorite social media platforms with one click. And to top it all off, Mashable Follow lets you connect with other Mashable readers who share your interests. Receive alerts when people reply to your comments and earn badges. OMG, R-O-F-L. I'm on a horse. Mashable Follow. <laughs> that was great. Changing the way you stay in the know. Mashable.com slash follow. Very cool. Okay, that makes so, sense. I don't know that every single thing they listed out is something that I would care to use. I, I literally... I subscribe to the the raw Mashable RSS feed, yep. and then I go through and see what does or doesn't you know concern me. I would hate to miss something just because I said, "Well, I don't want this specific thing," but then find something cool in that realm, you know? Right. Yeah. So anyway, it, it looks cool. I love the fact that the share button is just one big share button that you can choose multiple services all at once and and type in a little status update and send it off I, that's my favorite feature it looks like yeah anyway folks so that's gonna be uh wrap it up now i don't know if you guys caught this uh but i think that might be might have been the first public mention of eric is also expecting uh he and his wife are also expecting a child and i don't know if you've heard yet but chris biting and his wife are expecting a child so i don't know we need to talk to andy and see if there's any other co-hosts uh that are, are expecting a child here so well and if you and uh whatchamacallit uh dg and his wife just got their adoption done exactly so, so. exactly april says it's the year of the baby <laughs> <laughs> anyway folks uh every single episode every week available free and it happens because of our plus members head over to gspn.tv slash plus and join the community